You are listening to SaltWorks and the Social Voice Project's production of Sirena by Doug Chigner. Adapted from Edmund Rostand's classic story and edited for Radio Theater by Kaylee George. First, a note from the adapter. In 1898, Edmund Rostand took a real 17th century poet-slash-dualist and adapted him for a 19th century audience. Cyrano de Bergerac was one of France's greatest theatrical successes, and its plot has been repurposed countless times. For a 21st century audience, I collected over 20 English translations and used them as inspiration, but not imitation, in writing new dialogue. I tried to stay close to the original, the mix of humor and heroic sentiment, the passion for romantic poetry presented in in a range of verse styles, and the references to historical and anachronistically contemporary literature. Cyrano on stage is also monumental. It's up to four hours, over 40 characters in elaborate cavalier costumes, And this adaptation encourages imaginative staging with a contemporary sensibility rather than literal period spectacle. And you're about to discover the story in yet another adaptation. Saltworks has turned this into a radio play. That gender of the characters is switched without altering their behavior. On a practical level, this addresses the age-old limitation of classic plays. It's too few great roles for women. Beyond that, fresh questions percolate out of the familiar story. How would women behave in an entirely female power structure where there's no culture of deferring to men? And what would men be like in a world without inherent systemic privilege? Our title character combines wit, aggression, selfless dedication, literary and military skills, and panache. But she has one enormous self-esteem problem. How does this imagined past resonate today? I'm the adapter of the original stage version, Doug Chigner. The production you are about to enjoy features far less characters and dialogue than Mr. Chigner's full stage production. If you are interested in reading or producing Sirna, you can reach Mr. Chigner at chigner at yahoo.com. That's spelled Z-S-C-H-I-E-G-N-E-R at yahoo.com. And now, please enjoy Sirna. It's 1640 in Paris, France, in a world where women wear the pants. It is the premiere of a new play starring the infamous Montfleury at the Hotel de Bourgogne. Lionaire, a local poet and lover of liquor, enters with Christiane de Nouviette, a newcomer from northern France and a cadet known for her beauty. Why did I let you drag me to the theater? Your man has not made his entrance, and and my bottle has reached its finale. Lanier, I need your help. Every performance, the handsome Robin sits in that box. We have fallen in love. You are a renowned songwriter, and you know the ways of Paris. You must help me. My friend, yours is not a look that requires romantic assistance. I'm only an honest soldier, but Robin's a precieuse. He studies, attends lectures, strives for the finest things. This language they speak, it confounds me. Tis a premiere, but Cyrano not here? That's most unexpected. Lepre, why is that? The star of tonight's play, that Herr Montfleury. This actor you see, quite famous, I guess, is so over the top and such a great mess that Cyrna banished her work for four weeks. Her acting tonight could bring violent critiques. But who is this Cyrna? And why would she fear? Oh, this character. Oh, just wait till you hear. There's no one living can attack like Cyrna de Bergerac. 
She's not quite the type you'd see in a painting. Yet her unique profile has left weak men fainting. The sight of her nose often prompts a mild scoff. Say, what is that thing? Can't you just take it off? She cuts a proud figure with cape, white plumed hat, but the pride that's within goes quite deeper than that. Her soul's countless worth no one can dare cheapen, and as poet and soldier and swordsman, unbeaten. Tonight's expectation, she makes good on her threat. She will, rest assured. I've just placed a bet. That's him. That's Robert, right there in that box. My friend, your young chin is prey of a fox. Robin's cousin of Sirena, whose face has that monolith. But she wouldn't approve of the company he's with. Just tell me the worst. That's Comte de Guiche. She's a sick combination of fop and of leech. De Guiche thinks she loves him, but she's already married to the Cardinal's nephew. Her advances she's buried by wooing Robin through a proxy, Malvert. If you value your life, do not focus up there. Lebray, you're a coward. Don't shrink from their power. Myself, I'll expose them this very same hour. I've written a song that features their plot. The dark machinations of that devious lot. Their goal is Robin. I swear that I'll save him. I doubt that you can. With the cardinal, her aunt, that de Guiche gets her way. The lure of good liquor forbids me to stay. Uh, Christiane, he's a beauty and intelligent, too. While you're down here babbling, he's looking at you. With each part of my being, I know this is love. I'll challenge Valvere, slap her with my glove. We'll duel to the death to save my Robin, especially once you've exposed their plan. Mm. The Cardinal's here, so the play will begin. Will Montflery perform? Will Sirena allow it? Oh, happy the shepherds who far from the city. Villain! Were you not forbidden to show your painted face for one month? <laughs> oh, Happy the shepherd! Well, I shall be angry in a moment. One more word and I shall carve this ham like Sunday dinner. But the play, why deprive us of this literature? Literature? This sugar-encrusted excrement? Surely someone in Paris has one modicum of taste left. I will clap my hand three times. On the third, this full moon will eclipse. One. Well, my dedication to art is without question. Two. There comes a time when prudence... Three. (laughs) Silence, good patrons. It's with a heavy heart. I inform you that your favorite tragedian has fallen ill and won't be able to continue. But pray tell, mademoiselle... Why do you hate this, Montfleury? Two reasons, good youth. Either would be sufficient. One, it offends me to the soul to hear a robustious, periwig-pated fellow tear a passion to tatters. Two, well, the second is mine own. But you must understand, these people paid for a performance. Would you leave them so unsatisfied? We'll have to refund their tickets. (laughs) That is the first intelligent thing you've spoken all evening. Never let it be said that this sanctuary of Thespis doesn't provide good value. Catch then this purse and hold then your peace. At this price, you may cancel the performance every night, twice. Valvere! She's getting to be tiresome. That swashbuckling? Buckle? Swasher? Will no one put her in her place? I'll treat her to my razor-sharp repartee, de Guiche. 
Dear Robon, watch this, mademoiselle. Your nose, it is very big. Is that all? What do you mean? Certainly you can do better than big. There are a thousand insults you could create. Aggressive. If that were mine, I'd amputate. Uh, friendly. When you drink from a cup, how does it say dry? Maybe a wine barrel? Just give it a try. <laughs> Gracious. Oh, you love the little birds. How sweet. You've grown a perch for their tiny feet. <laughs> Consider it. Take care when you bow, lest you lose your balance. Decorative. Does that curtain rod come with drapes and a valance? <laughs> you had quite an opportunity here. An audience, a patron to impress, a paramour to dazzle. Your choice for the occasion? Very big. Come away, Valver. Listen to this arrogance. This gosh country bumpkin. This failure of fashion. She has no ruffs, no ribbons or lace. She doesn't even have gloves. That's true. My elegance lies within. When I rise in the morning, I drape myself in dignity rather than decorations. I value liberty over jewelry, integrity and independence over conformity and trends. Panache may not be in vogue, but it has served me well. But, madame... <gasps> As for gloves, I had a pair, but left one in some fop's face. Knave, rascal, scoundrel, hack! Ah, Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> At last, a chance to put you in your place, you poet. Oh, dear. A battle of wits with the unarmed. One has rules. How about this? To prove that word and sword are equally deadly, while we duel, I'll improvise a ballad. A poem of strict classical design, two stanzas of eight lines each, and then a coda. A final quatrain, on the last line of which I will hit. You, I, Uncle. A moment. To gather your courage? To gather my rhymes. Very good. To begin, I take off my old hat. My cape soon follows it. Mine's not a fancy one like that, but I don't mind a bit. The sword I wield for this combat, polished and shined with spit, will kill a pseudo-aristocrat, who on the last line, I hit. <laughs> you are a fine adversary. At first, you looked a twit. This rhyming while we thrust and parry is challenging, I admit. The word coward, in my dictionary, there is no rhyme for it. To the point, that's quite ancillary, for on the last line, I hit. <laughs> And now the final coda. Start praying to your favorite saint. Tis time to end this bit. With that, I thrust, I lunge, I faint. And as I said, I hit. <laughs> you animal. Magnificent. You are mad. Magnifique. That was far better than the play would have been. <laughs> the death of me, if not yourself. These public displays for every admirer you win, I fear you offend to others, and some in high places. That tirade over a foolish actress. Methinks I know why the lady protests so much. Could it be a particular rose has caught your eye? <laughs> oh, come, Labray. One thing stands between me and romance, and it enters the room a full minute before I do. Yet this does not kill desire. As fate would have it, my tastes run to the fairest. The fairest? In all the world. The most handsome, most brilliant, most refined. Do tell. Anyone who sees his smile knows perfection. 
Every word rings true, every gesture divine. <laughs> Your cousin Roban! Uh, second cousin. As an orphan, my playmate each summer when we were young. Well, so much the better. He saw you triumph here tonight. A chance with him? You've lost your sight. Roban was cheering you during the duel. If he laughs in my face, dear God, how cruel. Courage I have, panache with each breath. But mocked by Roban, I'd much prefer death. But then Roban's chaperone interrupts Lebray and Serena to inform her that Roban wants to meet with her tomorrow at Ragana's pastry shop. A rendezvous? At dawn? You don't hate the world anymore? The world can go to hell. He knows I live! I hope this tete-a-tete will calm you down. Calm? I am mad. Give me a mountain to climb, dragons to slay. We go. I need giants to battle. Good, Ligniere, what's the matter? Rumors in the taverns. They want me dead because of my song. There's a hundred women lying in wait and ambushed at the Port Donnell. I must pass through to get home. A hundred killers. One hundred women? They wait in the night? Given my mood, that sounds about right. My fellow poet, don't worry your head. I promise, tonight you will sleep in your bed. But killed for my song. Because you're my friend. This sounds like a slaughter. I fear it's your end. Why don't you come witness? You all can attend. <laughs> Throw open the doors. We'll parade to the fight. Nothing but magic can happen this night. Ah, Paris before us. All drenched by the moon. For now, oh, so peaceful, but ah, very soon. There'll be an adventure, and then high above, the sun brings the dawn, and the dawn brings my love. The next morning, Serena sits anxiously in Ragana's pastry shop, which is abuzz with news of a fight in Portanel. Finally, to Serena's relief, Roban arrives and they find a private corner in which to converse. I come from confession for confession, for your ears alone. But first, I offer thanksgiving for your gallantry at the theater last night. That dandy you checkmated with weapon and wit is the pawn of a great lady who thinks she's in love with me. <laughs> Come de Guiche. Indeed. De Guiche was insisting that I marry the Dalt, no doubt as cover for her own attempts to win me. You foiled her advance. A happy chance. Then I fought not for my nose, but for your hand. And for that, I thank you. But before I confess... I need to remember you again as that faithful young playmate in our days beside the lake. When you'd come each spring to visit Bergerac, we'd gather mulberries. And you would do all that I asked. You'd run to me with a scratch from battling some imagined foe, and I would play father and scold and bandage you. What's this? Perhaps you haven't grown up at all. The foes are real now. A skirmish at the Port Donnell. Oh, tell me, how many did you fight? Oh, no more than a hundred. <laughs> but you are now out of your text. What did you come to say? Our childhood memories have inspired me. Yes, now I dare. I am in love with one who doesn't know. Ah? Uh? But I know she loves from afar and dares not speak. Ah. Uh. She's in the guard. In your company, in fact. Can you believe it? Ah! Such pride, such panache. So noble, so beautiful. Beautiful? I love her, even though we've only seen each other in the theater. You've never spoken? Then how do you know? Why, Serena, a man just knows. Besides, I have spies. Well, confidants for confirmation. She's in the guard? In my company? Christiane de Nouviette. There's no Christiane in the guard. There is. Since yesterday. Under Captain de Castagelou. Robin, you love words, intelligence, and more. For all that you know, she could be a boar. 
With the right presentation, all food can look rich. What if she's stupid? Then I'll die in a ditch. So why the confession? Why meet me here? Because I heard something that filled me with fear. It's Gaskin cadets that make up your guard. Christiane, an outsider, could be treated quite hard. They're well reputed for pride and sharp spite. I fear for her safety. Well, you got that right. When I saw your vigor in deflating that dandy, I knew your protection would come in quite handy. Rest assured, my dear man, I'll take care of your friend. You'll keep her from duels? See her safe to the end? I'll sleep so much better knowing you're at her side. You really must love me. Surely that I can't hide. Please ask her to write. Forgive me for prying. Your midnight battle must have been trying. A hundred to one? You did not even wince? What a warrior you are. Hmm. I've had harder fights since. And there is the courageous heroine. At last we found you. Captain! My cadets are searching everywhere to congratulate you on your victory. They're anxious to hear your tale. Indeed. I delayed them as long as I could. And Roban? Hush. Captain Carbon de Castellou, I am overjoyed! You are overwhelmed! My shop is invaded and filled end to end! Just yesterday, I had barely one friend. Your exploits are famous. Your story has reach. Here comes a carriage. It looks like de Guiche. Is there something wrong? You don't seem quite well. Did Roban disappoint? There is nothing to tell. My, my, my. Once again, the center of attention. Mademoiselle de Bergerac, every breeze in Paris carries your scent this morning. I bring accolades from my aunt the cardinal herself. She observed your duel from her box last night and woke to your tales of adventure on the Porte de Nelle. Your reputation is well established. You serve with this young rabble in the guards? Since many of my company are here, maybe, Serena, you'd like to present them? My Lady de Guiche, it is beyond my pleasure to introduce to you the Gascony Cadets under Captain Carbon de Castagelou. Here, here. Brava. Really, brava. It so happens that having a poet in your entourage is the height of fashion. I might be willing to consider a protege. I follow no one. Ah, so you're proud. Ah, so you're perceptive. So maybe you know who lost their investment in a hundred rogues last night? I wonder who hired them. It was I. That drunken nightingale needed to be silenced. I certainly wasn't going to dirty my own hands. Would you return my regards to your cutthroat friends and tell them I might be willing to consider a protege? My carriage! <laughs> when will you learn? Good God, please do say! How else would you have me live? Allowing those most unworthy of pride to live on in their proud delusions? No, thank you. Me? A protege? Oh no, my friend. If I'm going to jump through hoops, they'll be of my own construction. To shoot for the moon, whatever the cost. And to wear my hat at the angle that pleases me. This plume is not fashion, but panache. It may not raise me high, it may not lift me to the moon, but I'll live till I die, and the journey will be mine own. Oh, here, here. But what about the battle last night? Tell us the story of your conquest. Perhaps this whale of a tale may instruct our new minnow here, this tadpole that slithered down from northern France. Did I miss something? Chances are good. Oh, Captain, my Captain! Now what's your advice? These Gascony braggarts are all cold as ice. What do I do to establish my place? Throw northern bravery back in their face. Enough of the teasing, the waiting all year. Tell us the story we're longing to hear. There's little to tell of the skirmish last night. <laughs> the knaves all lay hidden, for the moon was too bright. Their ambush had failed, so we started to walk. Then a cloud passed the moon, all went dark on the dock. It was suddenly black. That singer, she froze. 
you could see nothing in front of your nose. <gasps> Pray, who is this person? Our newest cadet. Please tell me her name. Christiane de Nouviette. Hmm. All right, now where was I? The night, it was dark. Assassins approached me, show just for a lark. I let them come near. Nose to nose. Eye to eye. Anxious I was to draw blood. You know why. The signal was given, like one they arose, when the leader she fingered the side of her nose. Face. I was going to say face. Out. Clear the room. She and I, all alone. She'll tear out her tongue and break every bone. Come to my arms. What? You're quite brave. I'm his sister. Whose sister? Robin's. He's your brother? Second cousin. Practically the same thing. He's told me all. All? So he loves me? Believe it or not. Oh, if you knew what that means to me. I have a clue. Now, he's expecting a letter from you. A letter? Mon Dieu, then all is already lost. Why? If I try to write, I'll lose him. Robat craves an intellect. Me? I'm a fool. In a battle with other women, I'm a genius. But when I look in the eyes of a man, my mind it goes blank. I have nothing to say. I cannot compare thee to a summer's day. They will like what they see, that is, till I speak. They like what I say, till they see this beak. Oh, for the words that attract like my face. Oh, that my words came from some other place. You articulate passion? They're attracted to you? There's a lover indeed from the blend of us two. What's in it for you? Would it give you pleasure? A game with such stakes any poet would treasure. A letter like this I composed on a whim. He's expecting it soon, so take it to him. It was there in your pocket? And written in rhyme? Oh, writers just write things. <laughs> Quite all of the time. Should we change it to suit him? It fits like a glove. Men are so gullible when they're in love. And so Christiane delivered the love letter written by Serenade to Robin. Then there was another, and another, all in Serena's hand with Christiane's name signed at the bottom. Robin is so taken with the letters, he can barely contain himself while telling Serena of his affirmed love. Christiane is a genius, brilliant as she is beautiful. Could that be? Her letters are extraordinary. Oh, when we're together, there are moments she seems distant, halting, but then erupts a flow of words that take my breath away. More brilliant even than you. She is eloquent in expressions of love? Expressions? Dissertations? Themes and variations? Listen, if I could write kisses, why then my postscripts would leap from these pages right onto your lips. You've learned all her letters by heart? Every one of them. That's flattering indeed. I see from the window, Madame de Guiche is rounding the corner. Cousin, you better go inside. She still seeks my love and daily rises in rank. You haven't impressed her in the past. Dear Robin, I come to take my leave. Where are you going? I've just received orders. We're to besiege a raw. Snatch it back from the Spanish dogs. Ah, to besiege? I see my departure moves you not. I'm wounded to the depths of my heart. Will I never see you again? Um... You've heard that I am named commander of the campaign and of the cadets? What? The Gascony cadets? Aye, with your cantankerous cousin. Ara may be the opportunity to finally put her in her place. You mean the cadets will go to Ara? <laughs> But of course, they're now one of my regiments. We deploy tonight. You grow faint? To send the one you love to war? I am undone. Why, sir, then I do move you. This is the first time you've expressed such a thought, and just when I'm about to leave. So your plan is to take your revenge on my cousin? 
You don't take her side? No. I see a dozen good reasons for holding your grudge. But to send her to battle? That, I do judge, would not cause her pain. It's what she'd like most. She lives for a fight and would thrive in that post. You know what would really disable her pride? Keep her out of the fighting. Make her sit to the side. Perhaps, here's a plan. Rather than Sirena joining that band of boastful cadets to fight for their glory, keep them all safe at home. Oh, then she'd be sorry. Deprived of that honor. Ah, my dear old Ben, can you be so devious? Well, only a man. (laughs) The orders are here to send out each regiment. These I'll deliver, but much to their detriment. The cadets I will save. Oh, how I'll embarrass those insolent fools who are stuck here in Paris. Madame de Guiche, what a brilliant plot you've come up with. Oh, I do love you. But to be sent to war just when we've made this connection? An order of Benedictine monks lives near here. They serve my aunt's private chapel and have a healthy fear of her niece. They'll hide me till sunset, and then I'll return to you. But surely you must march with your troops this evening. They can find their own way. Tonight you're mine. I had no idea of your valor. You do love me then? How much? You soon shall see. Au revoir. This is but our beginning. Au revoir. Yeesh. Sirena would never forgive me for depriving her of a fight. Good cousin. You've dispatched de Guiche? If Christiane arrives before I return, please ask her to wait. And on what subject will you challenge her this evening? I vary my pattern. I'll give her no topic, no time to prepare her speeches. She must speak her thoughts on love as they come. Let them flow freely. Splendid! But that is our secret. Our secret indeed! Au revoir! And thank you for giving me a moment to craft this improvisation. Sirena, what are you doing here? Preparing once again to save your derriere. This shall be your finest performance. Come aside. I'll coach you. No. Not anymore. I'm tired of learning your lines and bumbling with stage fright. Now that I know he loves me, I've conquered my fear. Tonight, at last, I speak for myself. Then speak for yourself, good friend. Que sera sera. Christiane, evening falls. The air is sweet. I am yours. Speak. I love you. I speak of love. I love you. Yes, you have your thread. Now embroider. I love you a lot. How do you love me? At least count the ways. I love you and would like it if if you loved me. I ask for cream and you give me skim milk. I'm a fool for love. That much seems clear. You've lost your voice and I must say, it distresses me more than if you'd lost your looks. Any may simply desire. You've been offering that which elevates the mere animal. I know, but I love... Now you're back to the start. Tonight, you say nothing that touches my heart. Perhaps all you need is some time on your own. I bid you good night, and I'll leave you alone. But... Oh, are there tickets to your next performance? Sirena, you have to help me. Not a chance. But I shall die. And not a surgeon alive can save you. But wait, what light in that tall window breaks? Compete with that. I hate remakes. Oh, I shall die. Speak low. Oh, I shall die. There is no life without Robin. It's very dark. So? Perhaps there's a way... Though you don't deserve it. Stand there. No, where he can see you. Robin! Oh, my handsome Robin! Who calls? Christiane! It can't be. Christiane has gone mute. You say? You say? My love. My love. Sounds so forlorn. Sounds so forlorn. 
When the fact is, when the fact is, it has only been born. It has only been born. Yes. At birth, my love. At birth, my love. Was humble, sick, and weak. Was humble, sick, and weak. So weak, in fact, that it could barely speak. So weak, in fact, that it barely could speak. That's better. Though love once again has unlocked your vault, your thoughts seem to stumble. Why do they halt? It's growing so dark that my thoughts cannot see. It's growing so dark that, that my, my thoughts cannot <laughs> see. Yet you can hear me. Pray, how can that be? My words are below, and fight from down here to ascend up to you and alight in your ear. Be gentle, Roban, for from that great height, a hard word from you can crush me this night. Then I will come down. No, don't break this spell. This is how it should be at last. Indulge my need to speak unseen. Why unseen? Ah, you couldn't know the intoxication of invisibility. You only see the dark folds of my cloak, imperfection concealed. I stand in the full radiance of your light. Oh, if I had the words... Words you have. My wit serves me well to decorate, to hide. Yes, I'm skilled at the attack, but I aim at weeds and not at stars. Never till tonight have words come from my heart. Tonight I discover my voice. It's true. Your tone rings with something new. What's so new? To be free at last. To unshackle my iron mask. To surrender the weapons that protect me from mockery, but keep me distant. Why would you fear mockery? For the loud beating of my heart. That pounding drum... Only now do I relish the full symphony. Not shallow tunes designed to distract, not premeditated rhymes and artificial meters, but the rich music that erupts from just three notes. Three notes that, when played, transcend. And the three? I love you. Sound those in harmony, and all else is futile. Speech is rendered useless, and still the words bubble up. All, all, all that's within me, this gushing flood, it bursts the dam. All this I dare to sacrifice to you. You, you, the fiery star that consumes my selfish shell. At last my love, so long restrained, is free. Oh, that this evening lasts. Let me dance on this knife's edge for all eternity. Free from fear. Too fair the moment, too, too sweet the night. There's no treasure left to seek. Perfection is attained. There's only one thing left, I dare to ask. A kiss. A what? You fool, you move too fast. You ask what? A kiss. When all is said, what's a kiss? A breath, a touch, the brush of a hummingbird's wing. Once consumed, they're lost. Frequency diminishes them. But when they seldom come, they wished for come. I'm content to suffer in humble anticipation. Yet would you deprive me of a caress of your beautiful face? Ah, uh, yes. My face. I almost forgot. Then come and take my lips. Climb. What? Climb! But now it's somehow wrong. Climb, you animal. Ah, uh, my Christiane. At last, the feast of love. And I, Lazarus, begging crumbs from the rich man's table. Yet one morsel gives me comfort. It's my words he tastes upon her lips. My words. And now a priest comes here? Oh, hello! Who calls? I, uh, I was passing by. Is Christiane there? There seems to be a priest here to see you. Sirena? Bonsoir, cousin. I'm coming down. Is this the home of Monsieur Robin? What is it? A most urgent letter. It cannot be but holy business, sent by the cardinal's niece. 
De Guiche, she'll never give me peace. My beloved, I send this priest, a simple fool who knows not what she carries, to prepare you for my imminent arrival and for our night of passion, etc. Good mother, this letter to me pertains to you. Dear sir, the cardinal's wish is holy writ. You know it's your duty to obey, albeit... This act will break your heart, at very least. A sacred, true, and intelligent priest brought you this letter, and now in your house. She'll marry you. By my decree, your spouse will be the very one you cannot stand. Christiane! She entrusted me with the most divine duty. Am I not apt at reading letters? But this is horrible. Tis you he must marry? Tis I. Oh, here is a postscript, written in bold. And give the good priest twenty pieces of gold. Let me not be the merit of Trumont to be an impediment. De Guiche will be here soon. Keep her busy until we ring a bell. That's how you will know that we are wed. I understand. So how to detain this pretentious fool? What could have delayed this foolish priest? As the priest marries Christiane and Robin, Serena distracts De Guiche with foolish rhymes and wild behavior until she hears the bell, indicating that the marriage is complete. And that's my cue to end this science fiction. Look who's received their marriage benediction. I have not failed to do as you requested. You and she? It seems I've been outfoxed, cunningly contrived. And what a carefully crafted story you should publish. I'm editing the final draft. Bid your groom a fond farewell. Why so? Your regiment will depart immediately. Join them. But you said the cadets wouldn't fight. Aye, they fight. And Christiane has the honor of delivering the news to Captain Castagelou. Christiane! Their wedding night has been detained. And she thinks that this will give me pain. Robin. Oh, once again, give me your kiss. All right, we've had enough of this. He's hard to leave. You cannot know this depth of pain. That's not quite so. It's time to march. Come, do your duty. Oh, Sirena, protect this beauty. She's in your charge. Now promise me you'll keep her safe. That may not be. You'll keep her warm. That cannot be. That she'll stay faithful. To start. And write to me. With all my heart. The siege begins, but the Spanish are ready for them. After weeks of battle, the battlefield post is occupied by Captain Carbon de Castagelou's Gascony cadets. They've seen hard fighting. Supplies are gone. There are stacks of rifles and a tattered fleur-de-lis flag. Cadets, weak and pale, sleep wrapped in ragged blankets. Christiane lies to one side, looking especially worn. The Bray and Carbone huddle around a smoking fire, but from behind enemy lines arrives Serena. Thank God! You're late, but still alive. Shh. They missed me this morning as they miss me every morning. It seems Spanish wine does not improve Spanish marksmanship. It's suicide! You risk your life to cross enemy lines before dawn and just to post a letter. No need to growl, old mother bear. I promised Christiane I would write. Even starving, she has beauty. But if Robin could see her now, his heart would break. No sign of weakness in the Spanish line? Our siege is still besieged. Their encampments surround us. 
We set out to starve Ara, but now they starve out us. They're most effective at cutting off our supply lines. These children, have I recruited them to die? The Spanish starve as well. This standoff cannot last. Where are you going now? To write the next communique, what else? Even in war, Aphrodite must be served. What have we here? The air grows cold this side of camp. Your insolence is well reported. This ragged bunch of malcontents who dare to disrespect my place. Perhaps it's discipline you need. Shall I command your captain punish you? Command away. I'm deaf to your petty reprisals. Indeed? You're insubordinate as well? They enlisted for this fight. I pay their salaries myself. We'll be the first to obey a call to battle. But it's not insubordination when an order is inane. I can endure your little hates. My conduct under fire is well known. It was only yesterday I led an avalanche of troops beyond enemy lines. And your white sash? Where's your scarf your rank requires? Ah, that story's reached your ears already. Yes, the Spanish dogs attacked our flank. I fought well, but their numbers overwhelmed us. I could see I was in danger of being taken prisoner, or worse. In a fit of inspiration, I threw my scarf to the ground. They were unable to identify me as commander, and I safely passed to the rear to order the next surge. That tale of courage ends with your retreat. Should we surmise that you lead best when in disguise? Were I behind you on that field, I'd seize that scarf and proudly take the point. Easy to boast when you'll never have to prove it. You know my sash lies deep in Spanish lands. Would you like it back? (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you. My decision has been made, and all it will take is a wave of this sash. Your reason for this display? A signal to my waiting Spanish spy. I received intelligence that an attack is imminent. An attack? How soon? Within the hour. I can't lay their charge, but through liberal bribes, I bought the right to choose the point that they hit first. I've just identified that point. What? So this is how you take revenge? What revenge? This is sound military strategy. I chose the bravest troops to repel the strike. Aren't you proud to lay down your lives? But a pointless slaughter? In the past, Sirena fought a hundred to one. Surely these odds are in your favor. Good luck. The chevrons on the Gascon seal alternate blue and gold. Today we add a splash of red, stained deep and true and bold. And now, my brave souls, prepare to fight. Sirena! I know. Robin. There should be one last letter. I want you to say all that's in my heart. Fearing the worst, I've written such a message. So much passion. What's this spot? It looks like a tear blurred the ink. Oh, once again, a poet's weakness. Sometimes we play our part too well, and a little life invades our art. How can you imitate a pain as deep as mine? How can you put this on a page? What's this? A carriage approaches through enemy lines. Let us through! We serve the good of France! We serve the good of France! Bonjour à tous! Robin, my love! Why have you come out here? Oh, good, Christiane. I could not wait all year. The siege has gone on long enough. Oh, eyes confirm this miracle. My hearing surely lies. Dear cousin, how good to see you there. Good to see you all. Bit worse for wear, it seems. But surely by any book, it's flattering indeed. This lean and hungry look. That road is long for sure from Paris to Arras. Spain balked at first, but then they let me pass. Oh yes, at times it's true we were attacked. But we looked so odd in that desolate land that they would stop and try to understand just why it was we weren't undercover. I'd simply say, I travel to see my lover. With that, voila, the barriers would part, for even evil Spanish dogs have heart. 
I should, you're right, have said my wife, but that I promise you would never save my life. You must leave this post. It's not safe here for you. What better protection than Captain Jaloux? I am no fool. No matter what my fate, I live to fight and die right here beside my mate. It's like we dream before the battle starts. We'll defend your life with all our hearts. Now guess who joined my journey? Look! The one and only Ragana, my cook. Oh, my good friends, tell me, your rations. I fear they may not quite ignite your passions. We brought along a finer bill of fare. I wear a cape of bread and camembert. We brought truffles, pate, baked cakes, a real feast. Would someone be good and carve the roast beast? But why? Why have you put yourself in such peril? Dagish! Dagish returns! Quick, hide the food. Everything out of sight. Why does it smell like my father's kitchen? <laughs> and why do you smell like a tavern? And suddenly, Mary? The approaching danger is intoxicating. So your charge now includes your soldier's smell? My, how you rise in rank. Monsieur Robin, how is it possible? Your treatment of those in your care leaves something to be desired. You must return home at once. Not when my wife is in need. I belong at her side. You don't understand the danger here. This is no place for a man. Yet you send women to slaughter quite eagerly? You relish your role as a maker of widowers? Just what is your code of honor? My code of honor does not include needless sacrifice. Give me a rifle. Why? Should you remain, then so will I. I fight at the side of my troops. Why? There's a little Gaskin in her after all. Then you should not fight on an empty stomach. But how? You are indeed miraculous. Christiane, before you speak with Robin again... What could have possessed him to come here? Should he speak of the letters... The letters? I've not been altogether forthcoming. Don't spoil everything by being surprised. It's nothing. But you should know you've written more often than you think. How? We've been cut off for over a month. I snuck through. Just before dawn. It's nothing. This is nothing, too? And how often have I written? Every week? Perhaps a bit more. More? Two times a week, three? Not every day. Yes, daily. Twice daily. This game gave you so much joy that you risked your life? Hush. He must not know. Christiane, at last! Now tell me why. To put yourself in jeopardy? What brought you here? Your letters, my love. Some silly love notes? Oh, you can't know. Since that night when I heard your voice in the darkness as if for the first time, that night you breathed your soul into me. Since then, it's you I've truly loved. Your words called me here as the sirens called Ulysses. Each page a petal from your heart. I read and reread until my fervor burned as bright as yours. But so far apart? How can love grow like that? Oh, Christiane, I've come to crave your pardon. Before we risk death, you must forgive me. I love you only for your soul. The superficial mask of lust has burned away. You've taught me how to clear my sight of frivolous beauty. Your mind has won the day. Can't be. I don't ask for love like this. I want to be loved simply for... For that which all the world sees? Our first love was the best. Even if you were ugly, my love would live as strong. My god. I'm overwhelmed, but I keep you from my faded friends. Go, smile on them before they die. Oh, my Christiane. Sirna, it's not me he loves. What? It's you. No. He only loves my soul. That soul is you. Cannot be. And you love him. I... It's true. I finally see it. You love to madness. Yes, and well beyond. Then tell him now. No. And why not? 
The answer's on my face. He said to me, I'd love you even ugly. That can't be. Sweet words, but don't test them. Because I was born with looks, shall I destroy your happiness? Because I was born a literate freak, shall I destroy yours? I'll be loved for who I am or not at all. This must end. Our marriage wasn't consummated. It can be easily dissolved if we survive. I'll get out of the way and let you tell him. Robin? No. No. Sirena has something important to say to you. What does she mean? It's nothing. She doubted me, didn't she? Yes. I could see she did. Are you sure you told the truth? It's true. I would love her if she were... Does it embarrass you to say that word in front of me? Yes. Even ugly. What was that? Grotesque? She could never be grotesque to me. Your love would be the same? Even more. My god, could this be true at last? Robin, listen. Sierra! What is it? More shots. Does it begin? And now it ends. Too late for me to ever tell. What's happened? Come away. But you were saying? I swear that Christiane was the noblest, the bravest. What? Christiane? No! Christiane, I told him everything. It's you he loves and always will. Oh, my sweet love. No, this can't be. A letter? This is for me. Robin, the battle. This letter. Her blood and stained with her tears. I. Robin! Robin, you must not stay! And all of me he mourns in her. Let that die as well. And now, my brave cadets, fall in. Unleash the power of the French. But hold this line a while. Reinforcements are at hand. Stand fast. Give the Spanish a welcome they won't forget. De Guiche, you've proven your valor. Now fly and save Robin. I'll take the point. So be it. Gain some time. I'll return with more troops. Aim well, Gaskins. Victory will be ours. Serena never told Robin of her and Christiane's plot. And Robin, for the next 15 years, lived in a monastery to stay true to his Christiane. But every week, Serena would come and visit him. Every once in a while, so would de Guiche. So nothing will tempt you to leave? You'll simply hide your handsome face behind these walls forever? Forever. Ever faithful? Ever. Am I forgiven? I've learned much from this brotherhood. I never really knew her. This Christiane that inspires such devotion. Her last letter, still next to your heart? Somehow she speaks to me still. And does Sirena visit? Often, yes. What a kind old companion. I sit and work each Saturday. The clock strikes, I hear the tap of her cane on the stone. She never fails to appear on the last stroke. She teases my endless sewing projects. She shares the gossip of the week. We call her my gazette. Why, Captain LeBray? How goes it with our friend? Ill. Very ill. Ever the tragedian. Perhaps your grace can persuade her how important this is. It's just as I predicted. Sirena lives despised. Each letter makes her fresh enemies, attacking sham nobility, sham bravery, sham devotion. Ah, but her sword keeps them all in check. No one gets the better of her. How long can she sustain the fight? Each day, another hole appears in her only boots. She lives free in thought and free in action. Your grace? True. I have all, and she has nothing. But the price of my all has been great. I've climbed high, but the train I drag behind grows heavy. The pull of a thousand little lies, a thousand self-disgusts. Uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. Not my intent to cast a shadow. I'll strive to find more time to call. Captain, a word if you please. You're correct. 
None dare to attack, but many hate your friend. Yesterday at the Queen's soiree, it was said that Sirna should beware. Accidents occur. Let her stay in. Be prudent. Stay in. She's on her way. She won't miss her weekly call. <sighs> Thought you might be here. It's best Roban shouldn't know. I just spotted Sirena leaving her house. As she was rounding a corner, a great timber fell from a roof. Whoever dropped it disappeared. Not by accident, rest assured. Oh, Sirena. I rushed to our friend, our poet, on the ground with a large gash in her head. Dead? Not quite. I helped her up to her room. Oh, that hovel. Have you seen the squalor in which she lives? You called the doctor? I, who ordered her to stay in bed. She bandaged the wound but couldn't treat the fever. If she tries to stand, Serena could die. We must get to her side. Come. <sighs> Roban? And so you leave me waiting. For the first time in 14 years. It's a disgrace. Villainous. I was detained. By? A most unwelcome... And persistent visitor. Some creditor, no doubt. Aye, cousin, a creditor. The last to call me to account. I raged. Don't you understand? This is Saturday. I have a long-established rendezvous. I fear I only succeeded in putting off the inevitable. Defer this creditor. I shall not let you leave. This debt must now be paid, I do believe. That's displeasing. You've lost your joie de vivre. Just look at the leaves. The trees are obsessed with painting death in bright, colorful hues. They know how to let go. Now tell me the news. My Gazette. On Wednesday, a victory in Austria reported by our army. On Thursday, four suspected witches were executed calmly. Yesterday, Montfleury's sick pug was treated <laughs> with an enema. That's quite enough of that. And today, the 26th. My Serena. It's, it's nothing. That old wound from Ara. There. It's past. Ara left wounds on both of us. Mine I carry here, by my heart. Time has faded the ink but not the stains of tears and blood. You once told me I could read it. Perhaps now. Roban, farewell. Today, I fear I die. You read aloud? I've lived my life with no regrets, yet now I have developed one. There's so much still within my heart that I have failed to tell. So much of my devotion, my adoration, my love still unexpressed. The way you read, I hear... But even as I write of this, a mighty hope dispels regret. For though I may never see the love in your eyes or touch your cheek, somehow my voice will still be heard. Yes, that voice. Somehow we shall be near. You know these words. And living in that hope, I bid farewell as one who loved her whole life long. Of course. For fourteen years you played a role. You wore the mask of kind old friend. Robin. It was you. It wasn't me. How could I not have heard? Each time you spoke my name? It was Christiane. That voice in the dark rising up from below. I swear to you. That the sweet, mad love born in our youth. No, my dear, I never loved you. Why keep silent? She did not write these words, these tears. Were they your tears? The blood was hers. How much has died tonight? How much is born anew? Why now? Why break your silence now? Why? Here! What madness! This is suicide! She's brought on death by coming here! Then this weakness? Oh, yes. The last entry in my gazette. September 26th. It's dated... De Bergerac was assassinated. <gasps> it's not the ending I would write, to be struck unseen by some coward. Sirena, I love you. And I you, but what of that? No fairy tale reprieve, 
True love does not release the beast from ugliness. I live a toad ever after. But by this moon, I swear- I swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon. For that is my shining home, and tonight I finally arrive. Ugh. No, no, not like this. I will not end at rest. No, on my feet, with head held high. The grinning skeleton of death draws on me now. Now bring it on. Sirena? Would you believe this bony fool dares mock my nose? Ha! 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 Oh, menacing opponent, to be sure. I leave the lesser fights for lesser souls. I only duel with hopeless odds. Come all at once, my ancient foes. I fight as I have always fought, compelled by something greater than myself. Who else will hold the ground for those who can't? I battle prejudice, ha! cowardice, ha! greed, and fear, ha! ignorance. Ha! No doubt you will get me in the end, but surrender never. Ha! Though I confess, my battles cost me dear. I retain one asset, spotless and pure. One thing I brandish in the face of death, and that is, that is, what, my love? My huge panache. Thank you for listening to Saltworks Theater Company and the Social Voice Project's production of Sirna, written by Doug Chigner, based on the original story by Edmund Rostand, and adapted and directed by Kaylee George for Radio Theater. Sound editor and producer is Kevin Farkas. Our production stars Elise Bredo as Sirna, Devin Marshall as Robin, Jessica Pearson Turner as Christiane, Krista Cantrell as Madame de Guiche, Susan Huckestein as Lanier, Castel Jaloux and the narrator, Joy Studmeyer as Ragna, Valver, and the priest, and Kaylee George as Lebray. Learn more about Saltworks at saltworks.org and find more about the Social Voice Project at thesocialvoiceproject.org. Thank you.